You're a nigga though. I like your style, son. Thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast, a weekly podcast where we discuss topics from music, politics, relationships, to issues that affect our black community. A very entertaining podcast. You won't be disappointed. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Soul for Thoughts Podcast. A podcast where the discussion will rock your soul. It's uncensored and no topic is off limits. Subject matters may be provocative and just downright offensive, but shit, at the end of the day, hey, we're just going to tell it like it is. Family, what's good? How's everyone out there? It's been far too long. I'm sorry for the wait. I'm sorry, Slate Nation. I am for real. Never meant to make you wait this long. I apologize a trillion times. I'm sorry, Slate Nation. I am for real. Never meant to make you wait this long. I apologize a trillion times. <laughs> man, y'all gotta excuse me, man. Voice a little shaky right there a little bit. But I do sincerely and wholeheartedly do apologize for this long overdue episode. I had to get some clarity on some things, so it wasn't y'all because y'all know I love your mama. <laughs> but the most important thing is we back now and we kicking it. So what's good? Go ahead, kick up your feet, pull up a drink. And let's vibe. Before we go any further, I just want to say that you are listening to episode 30, and I'm your host, Mr. Sofa Thoughts himself, Slick P. I hope everyone is blessed and doing well. And if you're listening to me, I know you can't be doing too bad now. <laughs> I see people are starting to try to enjoy life again, adjusting to the new normal. Myself, I finally had a chance to cross the state line for the first time this year for my anniversary, and it was well worth it. I was a little hesitant, but I was like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm tired of living in fear. I want to get out, and I want to do something. It's not like I was going to be out there wilding and doing something crazy anyway. I can catch COVID away on the road on vacation just like I can by staying at home. So, why not go somewhere? We still was being safe, sprayed and wiped everything down thoroughly, wore masks in public areas, and we practiced social distancing as well. And we had a really nice time. So, if you're listening to this and you haven't been anywhere, you're still skeptical about everything, my advice to you is, 
get out your head, and enjoy your life. The pandemic is far from over, but you still can do things safely. Usually around this time of the year, people be like, man, damn, this year has flew by. It's only a few months until Christmas. <laughs> but since it's 2020, people like, damn, it's not New Year's yet. This year ain't gonna never end. I know this year has been a roller coaster and some of our goals has been derailed. Oh my goodness, you see how I sound derailed? But some of our goals have been derailed and we're going to fall short of achieving a few of them. But there is no excuse why we can't finish the year off strong. Those goals that you set for your year, the ones that are no longer achievable, sit down and revise them. Go back in, go back to the drawing board. Turn it into a short-term goal or something that you can achieve before the end of the year so we can go into 2021 with purpose and momentum. You know what I'm saying? Even though we had a rough year this year, for the most part, and we was blessed also this year, but let's make 2021 strong. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it big then. Jimmy's Winston. <laughs> a lot has went on since the last time I dropped the episode. We lost a lot of great souls, but one in particular was Chadwick Bozeman, the Black Panther. He definitely exemplified what it took to be great. He was determined, resilient, humble, dedicated, and hardworking. He battled counsel without even complaining, without using it as an excuse not to go hard, and without looking for any sympathy. He was able to make seven movers during that time he was battling counsel. Wait, did y'all hear me? Seven movers while he was going to chemotherapy. And a lot of us look for the simplest thing to make us quit or give up. It's too hot. It's too hard. This don't fit my schedule. I'm not used to doing this. I'm not used to doing that. We would come up with a thousand excuses not to be great. Success and greatness requires sacrifice. It requires dedication and effort. We should all look at Chadwick's situation as inspiration and motivation when we feel like we are ready to quit. His story alone made me want to push to something greater. We have to stop settling and stop doing things just to get by. And I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm also reminding myself of that as well. It's almost time for the presidential election on November the 3rd. I'm going to continue to remind everyone to make sure everything is in order. Make sure you have registered to vote. Check polling sites. Check to see if any new rules have been put in place. You can do all that by going on vote.org and following the instructions. Again, that's vote.org. A lot is riding on this election. There are a lot of things on the ballot that can affect us for years to come. 
Seats need to be filled and seats will be appointed by the elected president. Some seats are lifetime terms. So please be mindful of all those as you prepare to go out and vote. I know there are a lot of people who has lost faith in the voting system and promoting that you don't go out and vote. They would tell you that your vote don't count and it won't change anything. Given the way the things have turned out in the past, they had every reason to feel like that. On the 45 presidents that America has seen, the plight of the African in America hasn't changed. We are still oppressed, killed, and treated as inferior in this country. But there is always a possibility for change even when you least expect it. We have to learn how to vote and make our vote count. Not as individuals, but as a whole. Not voting is not helping us at all. There's no possibility by not voting. But we also can't depend on a vote to change our lives. That is up to us to do. We have to learn the system, learn about economics and finances, learn and take advantage of tax code loopholes so that we're able to teach our kids to build wealth, own property, land and invest. So they'll be good no matter who take the seat in the over office. Because how things look, we can't depend on these elected leaders. I know all y'all seen the first presidential debate between Trump and Biden the other night. Man, it was a complete mess. You had two people who are running for the top seat in office arguing, bickering like two sparred kids. Over talking to each other, taking low blows. No president should ever carry themselves in the manner that Trump does. In my opinion, of course. That was just ridiculous. I wasn't expecting to learn much from either candidate. I really tuned in to see Trump and see what he was going to do. Uh, Trump is pure entertainment. And boy, 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 baby, boy. He didn't disappoint. Trump might be a horrible president, but a comedian? Oh, he off the chain. I thought 50 Cent was petty. Trump is next level with his punches, and he be dead serious. But a couple things about the debate that did stand out to me. One was the moderator asking Trump to denounce white supremacy, but instead of denouncing them, he called the arms. He did a call to arms. He told the Proud Boys, which is an alright group, a white supremacist group, to stand down and stand by. So, to me, that's saying, stand down right now, but be ready in case some shit pop off. That's what that's telling me. We all knew Trump has represented white supremacy, but doing that just brought it to the forefront. He wanted to incite a race war so bad. I keep telling y'all though, 
fortify your homes. Protect yourself and your families by any means necessary. I don't know what would go down, but it's better to be prepared than stuck in a boat without a paddle. I think that's how the saying go. <laughs> the second thing that caught my attention was the fact that Trump and Biden feels as if we need them or want them to be our savior. The moderator of the debate had a segment where he asked about race and basically the place that us Africans face in America. Trump started naming things he have done and Biden responded with, he thinks he is the savior of African Americans. I heard that like, wait, hold on, who said that? Where the hell's savior come from? I hope neither one of them motherfuckers think they are the answer to our problems. And it got me thinking, is this how the outside world perceives us? Is this what people think of us? That we need help being safe? We have some of the brightest minds this world has ever seen in our community. If we just unify, learn what needs to be done and apply, then we can save ourselves. We have the ability to create a new system and rid ourselves of the one we are currently in. Hearing me say that sounds good, don't it? But we may never achieve it because we are too busy destroying each other rather than coming together. I'm reading a book currently by Bell Hooks and she made a valid point. She said most of us don't want change. Most of us don't want to change the system. We just want to switch our positions within the system. And that's the reason why things may never change. Too many black people internalize white supremacy. They want to be the oppressor. Until we change how we see us, the world will continue to see us as inferior and as a group of people who needs to be saved. I'm talking today, but it's been a while. I'm talking today. While I'm talking about this unjust system, the situation surrounding Breonna Taylor was sad, unfortunate, and it showed another example of how this system wasn't built to protect us. A woman who was killed by the police in her own home while she slept received no justice. The officer who shot and killed her got charged for shooting up the neighbor's wall. Ain't that some shit? A damn wall gets more justice than a black woman. Her family received a $12 million settlement in a civil lawsuit but received no criminal justice. Hmm, crazy. They said the officers was in the right. This is what I say now. Okay, let's break this down. They had a warrant with her name on it and that was because it was her apartment and who they were looking for was seen going in and out that apartment. They came without announcing themselves, which they claimed they did several times 
and found some witnesses they coerced to corroborate their story. Brianna's boyfriend ends up shooting at the police because he don't know who is coming through his door unannounced. They fire back, hitting an innocent woman, I'm going to say her name, Brianna Taylor, while she is sleeping, and they are in the right? Y'all make it make sense for me. You know what I'm saying? I recently took a CWP class. So, you know, I pretty, I'm pretty much certified instructor myself. <laughs> but seriously, and the four cardinal rules are always treat all firearms if they were loaded. Never allow the muzzle of any firearms to point at anything you are not willing to destroy. Never put your finger near the trigger until you are ready to fire. Always be aware of your target and what's behind or in front of it. And that's one of the two things to instruct the stress is you're responsible for every bullet that leaves your firearm and that you have to be aware of your target and what's beyond it. This is simple rules for an average civilian. Not a cop who is supposed to be more trained and held to a higher standard. So, why isn't he responsible for that bullet that left his firearm and struck Breonna Taylor? You can't just shoot wildly killing people and blame it on job conditions. Well, I guess you can if you're a white officer and the victim is black. Like I told y'all before, we are living in a foreign land, trapped behind enemy lines. This system wasn't built or meant for us. It's working just like they want it to. We have to come together and make a change. I recently just finished a book by James Baldwin called Go Tell It on the Mountain. And I didn't get to do a book of the month for September. So I'll use this as the book of the month for September. And later on in the episode, I give y'all one for the month of October. The double up. <laughs> this book was well written and very detailed. James described every emotion and feeling of the character so in depth that you could feel those emotions yourself as you read the book. One of the best literary pieces I've yet to read. It tells a story about a black family navigating through life during pre-civil rights days. A father who is a preacher who wants about an alcohol addiction and lives with so much hate and resentment. Hate towards white people for the way he saw them treat black people as a boy in the South during the Jim Crow days and resentment towards his wife and older son because they are not who he wants them to be. He ends up having an affair with a woman he has always liked and he gets her pregnant but end up neglecting her and the child. About a wife who lost the love of her life prior to meeting her husband. The boyfriend committed suicide and loved her to raise her son on her own. Who ends up being in an unhappy marriage because she settled for what she thought was all she could get. She was faithful to her husband, but never truly gave him all her, including her heart. And about two sons who lived their life trying to impress a father who was never satisfied, 
who showed no love but instilled harsh discipline. To me, this story portrayed the average black marriage family during that time and some family and marriages today. It's a really great book and I encourage everyone to check it out. This episode topic deals with identity. We as Africans in America is suffering from identity crisis. We don't know who we are. You have some who think we descended from the Indians. Then you have the Hebrew Israelites who say we are the lost children of the Bible, the 12 tribes of Israel. We are from the tribe of Judah. Then you have the people who have done research took the DNA testing and seeing that we descend from West Africa. We are sub-Saharan people. We are Africans. They never taught us our history, so it's understandable why some gravitate to other groups of people. We all want that sense of belonging. Our ancestors were stolen from their land, separated from their families, the Europeans stripped them from their religion, stripped them of their names, and made them inventory on their plantation. So we lack identity. That's one of the reasons that make it hard for us to love. We were told for so long that we weren't even human. We are animals. We are inferior. We are not smart. We are not worthy of love. That destroyed that self-love that was in us. And that type of trauma gets passed through generations. So, when we have no identity, no love of self, then how can we be able to love someone else? It's like we're searching everywhere to fit in, and we're the outcast because it's not our identity. That's not who we are. You have to research your roots which will lead you back to West Africa. It's like the story of the ugly duckling. The swan is born in a barnyard with other birds. He gets teased by other birds for being different, not fitting in. They tease him about being plain and ugly. He runs off, finds a flock of ducks and geese. He fits in for a while. Then eventually he has to leave because they get shot down by hunters. He finds another home with an old lady who has a cat and hen that teases him for being different. So he runs off again until he come across a flock of swans who are migrating, but he can't join them because he is too young and he can't fly. He moves and finds a new home during the winter, which he ends up leaving there because of teasing. So he finds a cave, lives there during the winter by himself until the spring where he finds a flock of swans who accepts him and treat him like their own. He eventually realized that all along he was a beautiful swan. That story reminds me of Africans in America. We've been searching for so long for identity, but we get ridiculed at every point. 
even some of our own who identify with white supremacy, with, with the oppressor, we turn their back on us. But once we find our true identity, great things will start to happen. We will fit in. We will be accepted. We will see how beautiful we are, how beautiful being black is, how wonderful it is to be of African descent. We can begin to love ourselves and our brethren. We will have the sense of belonging and identity. We can stop making ourselves fit in with other cultures outside of our own. That has a lot to do with our mental health as well. Our lack of identity is something that stands out to me and something I feel that needs to be addressed ASAP. There are too many resources at our fingertips to not know our roots. There are many credible DNA testing sites, elders in the family, and that's the thing. You can learn a lot from a book, but everything is not in a book. You actually have to have those conversations, though get those verbal accounts from family members um, of your history from the elders. We talk constantly about change and financial freedom and wealth, which is all good, which we also need that. But real change comes through knowing who you truly are. It's that time to give you the book of the month for the month of October. I gave y'all the book for September earlier, which was James Baldwin's Go Tell It on the Mountain. So the book for October is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. This book was very good with a lot of life lessons. It tells a story about a boy who wants to be a traveler, so his dad allows him to be a sheep herder. That way he will be able to see the countryside. He becomes a very good sheep herder who visits many cities and meet many new people. He has a dream of finding treasure at the pyramids in Egypt. He has his dream twice. And when he has it for the second time, he takes it as a sign from God. He meets a gypsy lady who sees his treasure as well and offers to give him a reading for 10% whatever he finds at the pyramids. He agrees, and then he meets an old man who also offers to show him how to get to the pyramids, but he has to sell a tenth of his sheeps. He does. He eventually meets a boy who thinks he can trust, and he ends up getting robbed, leaving the boy to work in a crystal shop for a year. He comes to a crossroad on whether or not he should continue to pursue his dream or go back to being a sheep herder. He makes up his mind to keep pushing on towards his dreams. He joins a caravan who helps him cross the desert where he meets the alchemist. The alchemist helps him tap into his true self and eventually helps him get to the pyramids. The story has a twist at the end that I'll let you read and find out for yourself if you haven't already. This was a great book about finding your life's true purpose and continue to pursue your purpose no matter the obstacles that are said or that you may face. A book everyone should read at least once.
Now we have come to the part of the episode where I offer my album of the week. This week's album of the week comes from Griselda member Conway the Machine. If you have followed through all 30 episodes, do you know how much of a fan I am of this Griselda crew? My favorite is Benny the Butcher. But Conway may have delivered the best album from the crew this year with From King to God, which is this week's album of the week. Conway is known for his lyricism and wordplay. A lot of people say he just writes about drugs and killing people, which is not true. That's not all he raps about. <laughs> On this album, he showcases his versatility with his content. He got very personal songs like Seeing Everything But Jesus and Forever Dropping Tears. This album offers a lot of content along with some great productions. If I had to nitpick at a weakness of Conway, it would be his ear for beats. But on this album, he came through. He has features from his fellow crew members Westside Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Armani Season, along with longtime affiliate El Camino. He has Freddie Gibbs on the album, Free Lord, Method Man, Havoc, Dage Loaf, and Lloyd Banks. This album will probably make my top five at the end of the year. A great album. Check it out. It's time to wrap things up. I enjoyed being back kicking it with y'all. Sorry for the wait, but thanks for continuing to rock with your boy. I appreciate all the love on the merch as well. The shirts and the hats. Some are still available, so hit me up and get you some big drip. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Get some of that big drill. As usual, don't forget to tell everybody you know about Sofa Thoughts Podcast. Don't forget to download each episode and share on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sofa Thoughts Podcast. Tap in. Until next time, keep those thoughts soulful. Love.